Resilient Minds 365. I'm your host, Cleone Crawford. For the next three episodes, we will be hearing from the phenomenal hip-hop group, Mindful MCs, who will be sharing their amazing stories of resilience. Due to the length of these powerful stories, we have decided to break it up in three parts. So sit back, relax, and let me introduce you to the Mindful MCs part one. Welcome to Resilient Minds 365, where we discuss the resilient stories of entrepreneurs, professionals, and students with mental health challenges to encourage you to strive, thrive, and live in abundance. I'm your host, Cleone Crawford. So guys, today we have a special episode for you today. We have a group, as you can see, it's not just one person, but we have five guests today. We have the mindful MCs with us today. Who are they? Who are they? Look at the t-shirts. They have them out there. It's so awesome. So the, mindful, <laughs> so the mindful MCs use hip hop as a vehicle to uplift those who suffer from mental health conditions. Each member in the group has lived experience and their own individual relationship with mental health challenges. Our, their mission is to raise awareness and reduce the stigma by creating safe spaces and avenues to talk about, support, and prevent mental health issues. They strive to bring people together and build community. They share their stories and reflections through original music and public speaking. Their approach is unique raw, entertaining, and powerful. They inspire others to keep their head up and follow their dreams as they are living proof that not only is recovery possible, but also a full of beautiful, creative life. So that is the mindful MCs. Did I do a good job or did I go Wonderful, wonderful. So first, we're just going to have you guys to introduce yourselves, starting from the top, which will be from um, the top left. Um, so first is, what is your name? And what is your stage name? And how did you come up with it? I'm thinking our our order might be, look a little different on each screen. So who's top left for you, Cleone? Jamie. OK. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Um, well, before I share, um, I just want to acknowledge that my story of resilience has been greatly impacted by the privilege that I have as a white cis woman. Um, I want to acknowledge the long history of systemic racism and institutionalized racism in our world. And I'm seeing I've had advantages and choices, uh, you know, because I'm white. Um, so while Black and Indigenous people, particularly trans folk, have been criminalized in our world. Um, yeah, so I'm here today to share, but also to listen and to celebrate these beautiful men that uh, I am blessed to know and on this journey with. So 
Perfect. Wonderful. So your name is Jamie and what is your stage name and how did you come up with it? Uh, my stage name is Gladitude, MC Gladitude. I came up with it back in like 2014. And um, yeah, gratitude. It's a combination of gratitude, glad, attitude, and gladiator. It okay. sort of reminds me of like my, my inner warrior, my inner strength that sometimes I forget. Okay. Um, and just like the practice of gratitude, you know, it's something that we do each day and I really want to encourage people to practice gratitude and it's like been a huge game changer for me it's just like a new lens on the world and it, it really brings you more in the present moment and just you know think about what you have not what you don't have and so I'm really grateful to be here today awesome thank you so very much and the next person whoever wants to just chime in um I guess I'll chime in uh my name is Jamal. I go by Jay Small. Um, I've struggled from mental illness uh, since I was a child, but it's got, it got a lot worse in my 20s. And I was very privileged to meet a group of people um, that, you know, could relate to me. And obviously, I was able to meet my brother. <laughs> Just kidding. We were born as brothers. And so me and him have worked so hard together to help each other, each other uplift um, ourselves and when we when we met this other the rest of the group it was just like it was just perfect in terms of you know our ability to to help others and to help ourselves we all work together and i love making music with these guys and yeah amazing okay and how did you choose your name how did you come up with your name jay, jay small is a name that people have been calling me since grade two and <laughs> I don't know where they came up with it. <laughs> just, <yeah. laughs> it's a moniker that you just took on. Yeah, like I mean, it was my best friends that were tough that were you know calling me it. So I was like, okay, well, I guess, I guess it's good. Okay, okay. So the next person, uh, which is, what is your name and what is your stage name and how did you come up with it? So maybe we'll yeah, so ask whoever wants I'll, to join. I'll join in. Mm -hmm. um so yeah my uh my name is brian bravo um uh, my my stage name i went by was uh b squared uh more recently i've just been sticking to more of my roots and just by going by brian bravo so um reason being is because um i think i wanted a lot of my family would call me brian and refer to me as brian a lot of my close friends would call me Brian. Um, as an MC, I was I was called B squared, and some friends did call me B squared. But I think I just wanted to stick more to those family roots, mm -hmm. which is why I started doing that transition. Um, this is actually just amazing. Everything that's uh, being here, and you know, I just being with the other MCs right here. I think I really like this, and you know. Um, I, I actually like this the story of just being here. It's just very meaningful to me right now. Okay. So I think I'll just um, leave it at that right now. It's just very, very cool. Cool. Awesome. And then the next person. Yeah, um, I guess uh, I'll, I'll go. Um, my name is uh, E.T. 
And uh, sorry, can you just repeat the questions? Yeah, sure. So introduce yourself. What is your name? What is your stage name? And how did you come up with it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, my name is obviously my real name is uh, the, the name given to me by my mom and yeah, is um, Hernan. Uh, so uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, I guess introducing myself. Uh, yeah, I've been, I guess we've all been through a lot of like ups and like a lot of lows. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just just looking back, uh, I guess like what Brian said, I'm grateful to be here and know everyone here because like looking back, like like looking back, like when it was, it was like, like those hard times, uh, like I, I didn't think I would be here. So being here like every day to me is a blessing and I'm grateful for each day. So, and uh, yeah, my stage name is uh, E.T. And um, yeah, uh, it, it, it just came about naturally. Like, uh, I remember when I first started it, I, it was like extraterrestrial, MC extraterrestrial. Wow. And then uh, I'm, I'm not sure who who it was that like came up with ET to me, but uh, yeah, it just, it just like evolution, it just I, I, like, it just like evolved naturally into ET. Mm -hmm. Like uh, it started at Learn, though. That's that's where uh, this uh, journey for me kind of started, to be honest. Okay, cool. Yeah. Do you want to talk a bit about what Learn is? Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Learn is a it's a outpatient CAMH program, and uh, basically uh, they 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 run a lot of groups throughout the throughout the day. And uh, they have writing groups, uh, sports and gym, uh, things like that, you know. And uh, it, it was just like mainly, to be honest, like like what what really hit me there was like all the support mm -hmm. and and all the love that came with with being there, and just like all the care that people like had and all the love that that was just shared there. It just it just made that place special. It just it just it just helped me grow like as a person and like, I feel like even spiritually it helped me evolve. Like, and uh, I'm sure like we've, we've all felt that because we've all like passed through learn, like, and we've all been there. So like, uh, I'm sure we, we can all like, uh, like, like relate, you know, like, yeah, relate. Okay, cool. And our final guest. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, my name is Meshach. Uh... First thing I want to say though is, yo, ET, if you could move your camera to a bit less lighting, like that light is strong. Yeah, sorry. Right. <laughs> no. I need you square no. here, bro. I need. I need. <laughs> no worries, man. <laughs> no, no worries. But uh, yeah, my name is Meshach. I go by the MC name Shayel, and it has two different meanings. Uh, the first meaning is to keep me humble because it reminds me of who I was. I was always a very shy person growing up and I would always take the L, which is I would always take the loss. I would never want to win. I would never want to be successful. Mm -hmm. And uh, the second meaning of it is it's the end of Mishael, who is a character in the Bible that was thrown in a fire, but never got burned, who it was kind of like purified by the fire and came out uh as a new as a new person and 
that's the real name of the character but the name he he was his slave name he was given as Meshach like what I was born as so it's kind of like I'm taking my my slave uh nature was burned in the fire and I'm taking back my real roots and Shiel's the end of Mishael so it has like those two uh different meanings amazing amazing well thank you so very much gentlemen and um Jamie as well um so one of you guys can answer this question, which is what made you guys choose the name Mindful MCs? Whoever wants to answer, just go ahead. That's probably either for Shyel uh, or, or uh, Hernan, I would think. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess uh, I'll start and then we can just go from there. Uh, yeah, again, like it, it happened at uh, Learn. That's where I remember the name Mindful MC first. Mindful MCs first started coming out. Uh, I, I remember I was with Meshack and uh, we were just kind of like, and I, I feel I feel like Jamal was there too at the time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, we were just kind of like just starting out the group and we're just like, man, what, what should we call the group? And uh, just uh, Mindful MCs came out and we kind of stuck with it. And um, yeah, that, that's, I don't know, that's, I guess that's like a little story of, of like the name, like where it came from. Mm -hmm. Is there like a message behind it? Is there something you're trying to convey by calling yourself the mindful MCs? Mm -hmm. Yeah, my, mindfulness and like a mindful way of life. Just uh, be mindful of your choices because they have consequences. Just, uh, living in the now. I think that that whole uh, meaning that the word mindful has, we've, we've done our best to uh, get that message across. Okay, wonderful. So, so how long have you guys been a band? So, um, I think um, one thing that I think we kind of identify ourselves as as a, as a group. Okay. And reason being is because sometimes in a band, there's always like, um, like a person or someone on top, or mm -hmm. there's always um, like, I think we're more of a group because that's how we started. And as coming from like a mental health, we always went to these peer groups or, uh, or just out, out patient groups. There always been groups. So we, we've always kind of clicked that way mm -hmm. as like, friends and individuals with mental health too like we've we've always clicked in that certain thing so we've always kind of gone to the 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 word group okay um but yeah we've, we've kind of been um around since i think the dinosaur ages or something something like that <laughs> <laughs> a long time <laughs> very long time uh, i might pass it to you jamie though but because uh from learn you know Ooh, Hernan, that was looking real good. And then I know, right? <laughs> I, I'm having mad issues with the tech. <laughs> so I think two years. Two years? It's more uh, like two years since we started performing, but we were together even in 2017. Okay. Okay. Cool. And um, the next question I wanted to ask is so I guess you guys met through the outpatient programs, is it LEARN? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Also, also uh, CMHA, Canadian Mental Health Association, me and Brian met there. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you can tell us a little bit more. What is CMHA, Canadian Mental Health Association? Um, what programs were you doing there? Uh, at the Canadian Mental Health Association, I was only going to peer support groups at first, and then they 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 said they were doing a talent show called the Night of Hope, mm-hmm. and I, I met Brian there at a rehearsal for it, and then he performed there, and that's like, the, yeah, the first time we met. And then the funny thing is, I met Hernan also there at peer support groups, and one, and one night he's just like, hey, let's go over to my friend's house. And it turned out his friend was Brian. So he, <laughs> ar- he already knew him. So we, we had that in common. And then he's like, hey, man, like the, the, the CMHA groups are cool. You should also check out Learn. It's like a, a Cam Age program. They got, you can play basketball. There's like cooking groups. There's all this stuff. And then I finally went there. And that's where I met Jamie. And my bro came in as a guest. They, re- they really welcomed him there. And he performed there a bunch of times with us uh, at talent shows. And stuff wicked awesome so now we got to know who you guys are we're going to go into the mental health piece so for each of you what is your mental health diagnosis and when were you diagnosed we'll start Uh, back in the same order um, I've, I was diagnosed with bipolar one disorder back in 2016 when I was having a manic episode. Mm, okay. Yeah. Uh, I was also diagnosed as the exact same as a bipolar one. I was in, I was in psychosis at the time, mm-hmm. probably when I was diagnosed, but I'm not, I'm not sure. Cause I went to several hospitals, like a couple at least before they fully diagnosed me. Okay. And what year would that have been? Uh, that would be, uh, I can't exactly remember. That's I okay. Was, I think it was 2012. Uh, oh. yeah, either, either, yeah, either 2012 or 2011. Yeah. Okay, okay. So a few years now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember if it was me or her name. I think it doesn't really matter. So I guess I'll, I'll, I'll go. So yeah. Um, yeah. My mental health diagnosis was uh, depression and early psychosis. Okay. So um, that was back in 2013 that I found out. Um, that's when I was hospitalized in the child, um, child section. And then that's where um, I kind of um, came out of it a different way just knowing that because I've kind of struggled through high school and stuff and even elementary school so it was actually kind of liberating to know what it was okay. as um an early adult late teen okay I can understand that the liberating part of knowing finding out what mm-hmm. all right and then Sorry. We'll go to ET, I believe. Yeah. ET? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, for me, uh, I, I must have been like, like, I, I must have been like 16 years old when I first went in and saw like a psychiatrist. 
And uh, from what I remember back then, he, he diagnosed me with uh, general anxiety and PTSD mm. at the time. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's been a while since like I've been um, like reassessed and stuff like that. So like, I don't know. It's, it's just like, I don't know. There's just, there's, there's just thoughts in my head. They're just flying around right now. But, um, but yeah, my, my earliest diagnosis I can remember is like uh, PTSD and general anxiety. Okay. Okay. And Shiel? Yeah, I was diagnosed with bipolar one in 2013. Okay, perfect. All right, let me just uh, get my next question. So the next question I have for you guys is, um, so we're going to go into the meat of it um, for each person. So I'd like to, I'd like to know what is your mental health story of resilience? How you know, where did you come from? How, how, what ha has your mental health um, journey taken you through? And um, if you can just, you know, highlight some of the points and um, yeah. So we'll start with Jamie. Gratitude. Yeah, I guess just like since being a teenager, just getting very familiar with depression and spending a lot of time depressed and like just at home in my bed, like not, not working, not seeing friends, not like being social, just um, really being horrible to myself. Like, you know, the, the negative self-talk, uh, yeah. which I now see and I now realize as like self-harm, mm -hmm. you know, when we're talking to ourselves like that, like it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty serious, it's so far. Um, so I started going, like, when I was in my 20s or whatnot, I started going to the doctor, uh, and they would give me antidepressants, and I would feel okay for a little while, and then it would happen again, and then I would feel okay for a while, and it would happen again. So it became this cycle of, like, just temporary help. It wasn't really sustainable, so um, I wasn't coping well with just general life stuff like failures and whatnot. And I would get like thrown back into a depression. Um, so I eventually reached out to, um, to like CAMH or like a more, um, yeah, higher up than my doctor. And that took me on like a wild, strange, scary journey for a while. Um, they increased my antidepressants, which uh, shot me into a manic episode. And then I was hospitalized for, for mania and like kind of in and out of the hospital for a while on a lot of different medications. Um, and once like I started to come out of that, I like fell into like a really deep, dark, dangerous mm -hmm. depression. Mm -hmm. like, I'd never felt that horrible before and it was yeah it was um just felt very like isolated and alone like I in my own mind I feel like I couldn't really talk or connect with anybody like I just felt very lonely um and just tortured like not sleeping just being awful to myself all the time feeling like that not enoughness and um living in fear pretty much. And uh, yeah, I tried to end my life in a very dangerous way. Uh, I got to that point and um, 
I uh, thankfully am okay and and like physically was okay. Like I'm, um, but uh, I think after that experience, um, after that experience, like something kind of switched or flipped in me. Like I was back in the hospital after that and. I think I thought I was going to be in the hospital for the rest of my life. Like I thought like I was just not going to be like part of society. It was just going to be alone and, you know, unwell my whole life. Mm -hmm. um, so to like be like, I was able to leave the hospital and like became more stabilized on medication. And like, that's when I started going to learn. Um, and so there was just this like this flip or the switch that happened where um yeah it's just like every day is a, a blessing like i just so blessed to be alive and to be here and um that was sort of after that experience like i yeah just sort of started feeling a little bit better each day and like that amazing amazing so now we'll move on to jamal yeah, so for me, it was um, ever since I was like seven, I suffered from depression, even if it was, it might have been even earlier than that, but it wasn't like severe depression. It was just, it wasn't great, you know, and um, I, you know, I love to play piano and other instruments and stuff like that, but then eventually I, I stopped playing instruments and I just, you know, reluctantly got through life. In high school, I would get bouts of extreme depression, but then I would also get periods of time where I was like, you could almost say manic because I was just so eccentric and energetic. Mm -hmm. But once I was 21, um, I uh, ended up doing a psychedelic substance that basically gave me a psychotic episode for two months straight. And ever since then, I was bipolar. Like after that episode, I was manic and then I became severely depressed, like suicidal. And then it just happened like every year. It'd be like, manic for two months super suicidal for eight months or something and then in between maybe for the other two and then it just it went on like that I did a whole bunch of crazy things I'm lucky to be alive and I my heart just hurt pretty much constantly um just filled with delusional thoughts everyone hates me this person hates me blah 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 blah, blah. It's agony for anyone who's ever experienced it so I experienced that for a good seven years before I started turning, turning things around by trusting my doctor and taking my meds more consistently. And now I'm at the best, best place I've ever been in my life uh, without any doubt whatsoever. And um, I just hope to continue to be happy and help other people and just do my role that, uh, let's say the cosmos has intended for me to do. I'm ready to put all that past pain behind me. I'm ready to forgive anyone who's ever wronged me I'm ready to even forgive people who are wronging other people because mm -hmm. I realize that everyone acts out of ignorance and uh, I choose not to, I choose not to act out of ignorance. I choose to be accountable for my behavior. So it's been a huge change. Thanks. Thanks to the so-called illness that they, that they put on me. It's not an illness whatsoever. I feel, I feel any mental illness is actually just this very simply a blessing in disguise. You just have to understand how to unlock, unlock it so that it works for you instead of, you working for it. Wow, amazing story. Okay, the next person. 
So, um, yeah, these are these are good stories, actually. Um, so I kind of started my journey through off um, elementary school when I would encounter like a lot of fighting. My parents would be fighting a lot. They eventually got divorced around a certain time when I was in elementary school, which um, kind of made me feel very, very low. And that's the first time I experienced like a depression sort of a state, mm-hmm. which I just thought it was just like a different type of sadness. Um, so then that led us to moving around a lot. We moved to like Richmond Hill, Vaughn, Toronto. We, we moved like to many spots, even within Toronto. Mm-hmm. So when it came to that, uh, I had two dogs there and they were um, very meaningful to me. So then it got to a point where um, my dog, he started getting sick as I was getting through high school because he was already getting to the old age. Mm-hmm. So um, by the end of the my last exams um, of high school, we, we already had put him down. And at that point, I didn't really care if I, if I did well or if I failed or I passed because I was already struggling through so much in high school. So I got to the point where um, I started becoming very suicidal after we put him down. And I thought maybe this is not meant to be. Maybe life is not for me. Maybe I'm not going to be here. And maybe it's better if I just leave. So then um, that kind of led me into hospital for a bit. I got I got medicated. Mm-hmm. Um because I was having a lot of episodes of anger and just fighting and just um, getting to fight the school even bef- before. But then I, I found out that I had a early psychosis, which also had some delusions to it too. Oh. So those delusions um, kind of made me see certain things around me. And like, maybe I would see my dog after he passed, even though he wasn't physically there, I felt like I would see him going through my world um so when i got out of the hospital that kind of led me to um drinking and using certain uh substance which led to me uh falling into this coma oh and i think when i fell into a coma and they thought i would have brain damage or thought i wouldn't make it out and i did wake up that was like the turning point for me which i was like you know what I got to make that change. I got to use these strategies. I got to do something or else I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to go anywhere. So that's when I started working these different jobs, um, doing a lot of writing and music. Yeah. And it was since, since I was going back to my roots. So like even in, in hospital, the only thing I had was a pen and a paper and I'd be writing poetry like 24 seven. Um, so then I was like, you know what, let's just do this. Why not? And it was the most healing and benefiting thing in my world. And I still use it till today, every day, actually. Yes. And, uh, I feel like it's, it's just incredible how art just in general, even, even like I do photography too, like art and music hand Mm -hmm. in hand are like the most therapeutic tools of my life. Wow. Very cathartic. Very, very cathartic. Okay, so we'll go to ET. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, for me, I, I guess um 
my journey uh, started off like very young. Like uh, I, uh, it, it's, it really started off with like my family, to be honest, because um, almost like Brian, uh, there was like a lot of fights in the family, which especially when my mom divorced my dad, the, my dad's side of the family like turned against us. And um, yeah, it was like, I don't know, it was, it was just like a lot, it was really hard to deal with all that, especially because um, I was like really young and like everything was so confusing for me at the time. And uh, it was just like my, my family was just, I don't know, I, I was just never there. And uh, they always, yeah, there's, there's just like, like, I'm sorry, like to be honest, like I'm gonna be honest, like, like I haven't been doing too well, like, like personally, oh. like myself. So, uh, like my my head is in like clear and uh, yeah, I just kind of been going through a bit of like a low mood and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's that's why I'm like I can't even like really like like fully focus on like what I'm talking about. And um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to be honest and just say that like like I what I've learned on my journey is. Like mental health is like an ongoing thing. Continue. It's not like it, it you know, it, it's like one. You can be, you can be having like the best week of your life, one week or like, or yeah, like like one week, and then the next week you just fall back into like like a low, or mm -hmm. like something like that. And like yeah, I guess yeah, that's that's just what I learned myself with uh with what what I go through with my mental health. It's just an ongoing thing, and like the the lows come, the highs come, and um, it's just I don't know. It's just it's just how you deal with it, and and th things like that, you know. Right. And uh, yeah, I guess my my resiliency piece like really comes into play like uh, when when I started uh, rapping, when I started like my, like uh, actually like making music which started with the mindful MCs when I got together with uh, this group mm -hmm. and um, yeah, just uh, like Brian was saying, like it, it just really helps to express yourself and just uh, release all the tension and release all the emotion from your yeah. body, you know, from your mind. And um, it, it's just, I don't know, it just really helped me a lot because there's a lot like for myself, like I, I keep a lot of things in, like I internalize a lot. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't always speak up like when I should, you know, and, and that's a problem I have. I know it. And it's something like I want to fix and I'm, I want to get better at, and I am going to get better at. And um, yeah. And, and basically, yeah, that's, that's my resilient piece is uh, um, turning my lows into art, basically like turning my emotions into art for the world to see, I guess. You know? Amazing. You know, amazing. We love you, Hernan. You, yeah, you, you that was so amazing. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I love you guys too. Yeah, I love you guys too. <laughs> I don't know if I got the heart. Yeah, mine looks more like an oval. But, uh... so, yeah, I think I got a heart. I think I got it. I think I got it. <laughs> and then finally, we'll have Shiel to share his story. What was the question again exactly? Um, your mental health story of resilience basically where you came from and how you were able to be resilient, bounce back, bounce forward, actually bounce forward. Okay, yeah, sure. 
Well, I think for sure, growing up, I dealt with a lot of anxiety and depression, like severe, but at that time, I didn't know what it was. I thought I was just shy. Um, right, that's a whole shy out thing, but it was definitely deeper than that because I would literally lock myself in a closet for hours sometimes or just stay in my room and cry instead of go to like a friend's birthday party or like fun events or social things and that kind of thing, like just skip school and and all that kind of stuff. And so I think like the roots of it definitely were in childhood and it just got worse and worse, worse without really talking to anybody about what I was going through. Um, until like in university, it kind of hit a climate. Well, I actually felt a bit better for a bit of university when I got my first job and I was doing good in school and stuff, but I was kind of, I was living in uh, what's the word suffering in silence still. And it just kind of, it hit a peak when I, I first um, went to a mental hospital in 2013. And, and before then, I first actually started having manic episodes. And I should also say before that too, um, in university, I started getting into binge drinking, usually just on weekends. And then that evolved into going to the, the liquor store every single day, getting drunk every day getting high every day. I lost my job. I, I got kicked out of school off of OSAP and everything like that. And um, yeah, I, I pretty much lost all my relationships. Everybody saw me go from this guy who was like this respectable guy um, that people looked up to and stuff to this guy that was like picking off coins off, off the ground to be able to, to buy a tall can or whatever. And just like I was stealing from people, all, all this stuff. I got to a really, a really low place and then I, I first went to a mental hospital and I got diagnosed in 2013 with bipolar type one you know I was having all the normal symptoms of mania uh, delusions the psychosis I'd have hallucinations hear voices um, you know I I, th I threatened people I, I attacked people I, I got I got my own life in danger and some some situations and it was a really long journey for me like uh i went in and out of mental hospitals for three and a half years uh it was, it was six times in total and like my bro said how he thought he was going to be trapped in the cycle forever like i thought i was going to be in mental hospitals just for the rest of my life and never be able to achieve anything because at the most maybe i'd have like a couple good months in the year a few good months and like the rest of it was similar to him just like pure depression every single day blackout blackout drunk uh getting arrested um just getting in, into all all these problems with with people um and then like what really helped me to turn well well music was something actually that I started at around like age 18 I started drumming and that was always like whenever I'd have those like momentary good times I was always playing music like I, I learned to play piano or I was I was drumming I started rap my bro's actually the one that got me into rap my younger bro Jay Small um so I, but I'd often rap them when we were partying honestly in the beginning like everybody was just like lit and we were just like doing doing yeah, free stuff know, sorry to cut in like we used to we used to rap every day me and him oh okay I'm like I'm like, oh man, this guy's got a little bit of skill. And then like slowly and surely, he just surpassed the heck out of me. And I'm so proud. I'm like, this guy didn't even know he could rap. I had to keep going like, dude, you're sick, you're sick, you're sick. Right. Actually, I remember one time him and a friend told me, they're like, yo, you could like be a rapper. And I was just like, 
what are these guys? So they're just, they're just trying to like yank my chain or whatever. But yeah, if it wasn't for him, for sure, the, the inspiration, it, it helped me. So yeah, rap, like music was a, a thing that was like the only thing that made me happy, but I could never stay well enough to do it on a consistent basis. So I could never make consistent progress. And then what really helped me turn around my mental health was going to these outpatient groups, especially learn CAMH, like the support there was awesome. And, uh, meeting more like-minded people who've been through similar things. And like what really helped was they helped us get connected to these projects that um, really forced me to invest a lot of my time in. And it's like, I liked investing a lot of my time in it though, because it was so much fun. Like we wrote an anthology called Shedding Light on the Shadows. We wrote, so I had all these poems from over the years I would write um, when I was doing well or when I was manic or depressed that I, I could actually compile into being part of this book or we um we do a, a coffee house and they would actually help us um they would let us get involved to, to plan it like what the schedule would be and like they we would write songs together that we'd perform there and um all that kind of all that kind of stuff there's lots of opportunities they got us into public speaking and a whole bunch of um opportunities so we could like use our, our negative experiences for for the positive and um that's where it started for me. I, I quit drinking actually right when I started going there in 2017. I've been sober for over three years. Amazing. Now, <laughs> thanks. Thanks. And just like, I, I still had like some, for sure. I've still gone through some depressions and some manias, but I'm also thankful I haven't been to the uh, mental hospital since 26. Actually it was October. So it's almost four years now since I've been to a mental hospital amazing and uh i think yeah really that my story is that i found a community and i found like meaningful activities for me to contribute and yeah mindfulness meditation i, I practice meditation usually every day so that that helps there's but there's been a lot of uh self-care things i'm sure we can get into like that later but uh yeah that's really been my, my story okay wonderful i love your stories they're just just amazing um, I can definitely identify with some of your stories, Shiel. Um, being a woman um, with bipolar, and but um, first it started off where I was very well, well respected because I was in university. I was always an A student, and and then bipolar came, and everything just went like you know what I mean, like a a tidal wave where it just kept going round and round and round. So I can I can totally understand where it's like you move from this place where everyone's like looking up to you. And then all of a sudden now people are starting to yeah. look down at you. So I can yeah. totally understand. I can totally identify with that. Um, considering, yeah, like for me, I've been hospitalized many times, um, 26 times in particular. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> so six times. times. Yeah. In three provinces. So I can totally identify um, with some of your challenges mm -hmm. and stuff. I hope you enjoyed hearing from the mindful MCs. Be sure to come back next week when we will continue our interview and, and dive deeper into resilience. And to all you resilient minds out there, until next time, please subscribe to us on all our platforms and don't forget to rate the show and leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts. If you can think of one person that will receive value from today's show or connect with the Mindful MC's testimonial, please share it with them. Please feel free to take a screenshot of this week's episode of the podcast and tag us on Instagram.
You can tag myself, only Cleone, or Resilient Minds 365, and today's guests at Mindful MCs. And remember, mental health is not a death sentence. Despite your illness, you can strive, thrive, and live a life of abundance. Until next time, I'm Cleone Crawford, and I'm signing off. Thank <laughs> you.